Welcome to the first episode of The Unguardable. I'm sticking with the name. Finally settled on one. I'm your host, Kai, and I will be your host from here on. Uh, and joining me today on the first episode are, are two very good friends of mine uh, who also know a little something about basketball. Uh, I'm going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves one at a time. I only know a little something about basketball, not a lot. Yes. Uh, I fell off. I don't really watch anymore. That but is... I still I still keep up to date. Yes. That is my man, Envy, by the way. Ba- basketball is forever. Yes. My name is Envy. <laughs> Envy is Josh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm here to talk about basketball. Yeah. And then uh, my other co-host for the day. Oh, yeah. You know, this is your boy, NK. We trust. Also known as K-Sign. For those of you who know me personally, K-Sign. Yeah. You know, I know a little bit about basketball as well. <laughs> and I have my own podcast, so I know I know a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think I might have caught up. I don't know, man. I think I might have caught up a little bit. <laughs> but it is the most exciting time of the year. The most exciting time of the season. I, I say honestly one of the most exciting times of the year. It is NBA playoff season. And this year, I'm not like our – I will say – should hopefully probably be the most interesting playoffs just because of how much like parity there has been in the NBA this year, right? So much madness, people in and out, injuries, COVID, all of that, all of that good stuff. Um, but with that, we're going to start, man. What are some of the, or what are the uh, playoff matchups that you are most excited for? Well, for, first, first, before we even go to that, tonight, or tonight, we're recording this podcast on Friday. We have Atlanta versus Cleveland and New Orleans and the Clippers. Now, out of those, out of those two matchups, who do you think is going to take the eighth seed for both conferences? Uh, I think the Clippers for the West. And I know the Cleveland Cavaliers are supposed to be the better team, but last year the Hawks made it to what the Eastern Conference Finals. Shouldn't have even been there, but they were. I don't see the Hawks missing the playoffs just after accomplishing all that last year. So I have the Hawks being the eighth seed uh, in the East. Hawks and Clippers, that's who I got being the eighth seeds. Even, uh, Um, go ahead. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm double seeing it out here. Like, I like the Cavs. I think the Cavs are a better defensive defensive team. Um, I think the Hawks are hard, but I think they're 26 in the league as far as defense efficiency, which is probably... Oh, you cut, cut all the way out. What did you say, man? Well, my man's having some... Uh... pretty well. Hold on, you got to repeat that. You having some technical difficulties, man. Oh, yeah. So, I was saying, I'm going with the... With the... What's the team thing? The Cavs. Yeah, was, yeah you said <laughs> I'm the going Cavs. with the Cavs because I think they're they're better defensively. I think the Hawks, they're 26 in the league as far as defensive efficiency. So, Damn. It happened again. <laughs> yeah, it happened again, man. Okay, so but we know you're picking the Cavs. So what about the the West? I'm going Clippers. Okay. I mean, even PG is not playing. I, I like the Clippers. Okay. Oh uh, well, yeah. I'm gonna see that because I'm like that's that's a that's a thing. Like NBA, even with the the Clippers. Well, first, my my picks. I'm going Atlanta and New Orleans. I think really yeah I don't think I mean Jared Allen is coming back for the Cavs but he's having issues he's having an issue with his finger which is the reason he was out in the first place uh he is a rim protector he is a, he's a big man he's a he's a shot blocker like 
I think that's gonna that may hinder him in some way. And plus, I don't think I don't think Trey is gonna go out in the in a play. I don't think he's gonna let his team go out like that either. Especially the way they played New Orleans. I mean, not New Orleans. The way they played Charlotte. I mean, even though he had a bad game per se, but like I, I think I don't think they're gonna go home. And like like Envy was saying, them making it. Luckily, by luck, making it to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals last year. Uh, I don't think they're gonna. They're just gonna settle for this. Now, as far as the the West matchup, I think I think the Pelicans might take it. I, they they played really well against the Spurs. CJ McCollum has been like the I don't say like a godsend for them, but he's been like a, a difference maker for the Pelicans. And the Clippers without Paul George. I mean, as good as they've been without Paul George all season, I think the the way the Pelicans have been trending, I, I just think they're, they're going to take those eight seeds. So with that, then now we can get to the actual bracket. What are the uh, what are some uh, matchups that you guys are excited about? Uh, I could I could start and say for sure, Minnesota and Memphis, yes, and it's a nice one, and Toronto Philly. I think are I think are gonna be like the most exciting matchups of the first round. May, oh, and, oh, and Brooklyn Boston. Boston. Yeah, Boston. and Bro- my bad. Yes, and and Brooklyn Boston. Absolutely, absolutely. But it, it uh, I, I have so much into into that series. Like, it, it's gonna, it, man. Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota, Memphis. Let me start with that. I think it's a it's a it's a great matchup. Two young teams, two teams that have something to prove, and that that are going to be running like that. Those teams are going to be running up and down the court. Uh, so I'm gonna say that for starters, the 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 toss up between Toronto and Philly, I think, is what makes that uh, a I'm gonna say a exciting matchup. As a, actually, before I even finish them, we can just let's just go through each of these like one by one. You think that might be better? Yes, no. Any votes? Uh, each matchup, one by one? Yeah, yeah. I'd say that. Okay. So, uh, of course, we can say which ones we're excited about, but then we could go through. So, I'm actually just going to toss it over to you guys. Which ones are you excited about? And then we can we can go into the rest of them. Um, because you said uh, you said three good ones, I'll, I'll go with two different ones. Yeah. You, can even, Dallas... you can even agree with those ones too, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But... Uh, the Dallas Mavs and the Utah Jazz. I think those are very, very even teams. Luka Doncic hasn't really gotten out of the first round. Mm-hmm. He's had some amazing playoff moments, but I think this is the year the Mavericks need to uh, get out of the first round. And with the trade of Kristaps Porzingis, adding Bertans and Dinwiddie, I think that that bolstered their overall roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you also, also the Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert is Donovan Mitchell on the way out of Utah. There's a lot of great storylines there for uh, to be played out. And that, uh, honestly, is probably going to be the the best matchup in the West, in my opinion. Yeah. And that. on the Eastern side of things, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls, the Bulls uh, haven't really been healthy. But when they have, they were one of the best teams in the NBA. People kind of forgot about them. They started slipping and falling. And I think it's going to be a, a real interesting matchup uh, if if and when, you know, they're they're back to the full roster. Yeah. Uh, Kaysan, what about you, man? If he's here. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. 
I'm trying to make some connection in school, but I. <laughs> well, <laughs> just like that. Yeah, what's going on over there, man? You having a lot of you having some problems over there, man? Hold on, let me let me get out and come back in. Yeah. Well, and then the in the meantime, the so you you did uh, did you see that um, Luca was gonna be out game? Of course he's gonna be out game one. But yeah. there's a chance he's probably going to be out game two, maybe game three. Mm. That's going to be tough. Yeah, that's that's why I think it's going to be. I, I don't. Are we saying predictions yet? I don't want to. No, 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 no. We, we, can, we can hold that. It's, but it's going to be a very good matchup. I feel. Man. Because both teams have something to like prove. I think both teams are really under pressure at this point. Yeah, it's it's. Man, if there's anybody, you know, and I, I have a take on. I have a, definitely have a take on that. Um, but. In the meantime, we can go through these. So, like I said, we have, well, already Utah and Dallas. I think if Luka does play, maybe not the first two games, but if he at least comes back maybe three, four, I think that the Mavs can still win that series. I think the Mavericks need to win yeah, like more than the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Wait, at so, the same time. Okay. You can say the same thing about the Jazz because there's like rumors about Donovan Mitchell leaving next. So mm-hmm. it's like great storylines. They write themselves. Yeah. Like I said, most parody right now the in, in recent years, I'd say in a while that like the league has ever seen where it's like you, it's, t- I don't say it's tough to call, but it's like there's a lot of teams that I can see winning, you know? Or, or at least a, a, a definitely a bunch of teams that I can see winning. So there, uh, we have Memphis, we have Memphis and Minnesota. Like I said, I think that is that is my, and I being the Nets fan, I'm not super optimistic about the Nets Boston series, but we'll get to that. But I think like as as a fan of basketball, I think Minnesota Memphis is going to be so much fun to watch. John Morant, Anthony Edwards, D'Lo. Carl Anthony Towns, Patrick Beverly, you know, still got Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson. Like, it's going to be a lot of, like, I mean, mine is Patrick Beverly, but it's going to be a lot of, like, young talent with, like, a lot to, well, I don't want to say, like, a lot to prove, but definitely with a lot to prove. And they're, they're going to play. They're going to play hard. Hopefully, you know, Cat doesn't get in foul trouble, you know, and, and is able to. I wouldn't be, I think with this series, I wouldn't be, I, I would want, I would say, Memphis is the favorite, but I wouldn't be surprised Obviously. if Minnesota won. You know what I mean? Like I could you, see you in some be weird. If they won the series. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota in some weird universe won. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I wouldn't be surprised. Like I'd not be surprised. Like, I don't think I'd be surprised. I'd be like, well, I mean, I I, I could see it. I'd, I'd be pretty surprised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like who, man? Minnesota Timberwolves beating the Memphis Grizzlies. You had an amazing year all year. Yeah, hey, look, Justin you never Bain showing out. Yeah, go ahead. Steven Adams to cancel out Towns. Yeah, I think Memphis is a more complete team than mm-hmm. the Timberwolves is. And although, I, what was it like, Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. they they had like thirty points almost each in the playing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna need that, like yeah. from those two, and then they're gonna need it from Towns. Even though Towns didn't necessarily perform, mm-hmm. I. I they have they have too many good defenders in on the Grizzlies compared to the Timberwolves. 
and I feel like that's going to cause them a lot of problems because they're really undersized as well. Yeah, and depth. I'm gonna say depth matters too. Yeah, depth matters too. And Memphis has shown that even without John Morant, they can still win games, especially against teams that I wouldn't that I wouldn't say are like I wouldn't call the the Timberwolves mediocre, but aren't like championship bound teams. You know, if you know what I mean. Um, but that is going to be that is going to be exciting. Then of course you have Toronto and Philly. Uh, there's so there's been I feel like there's been so much hype as of recently like built up into this like if they're like regardless of like the or think whatever of the things or the matchups that we find that we might find exciting but a lot of people that I know and that I see and that are talking about like this is gonna be the matchup to watch uh, just because of how Philly's going to deal or how how Philly's gonna deal with the things that Toronto is going to throw at him. Like, people are building into the storyline of, like, Nick Nurse, you know, of course, being uh, one of the best coaches in the league right now, but him having something for Philly. And, uh, like, Embiid saying in press in, uh, I'm say in press conferences that, you know, Toronto gives him his toughest challenge, and then there's still the whole question mark on James Harden, which you wouldn't think there would be one, but... I mean, playoff James Harden is a lot different than regular season James Harden. Even though he's still, I think, really good. But playoff woes seem to follow him around. Like, he's just always underperformed, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe this year's different. You never know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, love to say, I agree with everything you say. But if I had to add something to what you said, I think. Yeah. So Ronald's length is what's going to give Philadelphia problem because there's there everybody on that roster is at least six foot tall. Mm-hmm. They have guys that are six 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 seven six eight six nine, and when you think about it, they could they could play one through five. So when you can switch one through five on the defensive end, it's going to create nightmares. It's like you said, it's going to have to be between Harden and Embiid to really get those role players to play well. Because everybody knows once you get in the postseason, you have more time to study film and more time to analyze what you want to do as far as your offense and defensive sets. So, I mean, Toronto is the trendy pit when it comes to the upset. I still think Philadelphia can get it done. But like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto pulled off the, pulled off, pulled off the uh, series win in this because they're equally as talented. And if there's a team that can knock off the Sixers, it would probably be the Toronto Raptors. You think them not having... Matisse Thibel is as big of a deal as people are making it? I mean, yes and no. Yes, because he's like one of their best defenders, like on-ball defenders. Mm-hmm. So it, it really depends on like what the Raptors. Think about it. Like, Fred Van Vliet is somebody that's 19 to 20. He's like similar play. If I had to get like a player comp, like, comp he's like Miles Bridget. They're, they could, when they're on, fire. When they're cold, they become non-factors. So literally, it's just like pick your poison with the roster. Like you have guys that can go off in Toronto, and then you got guys in Toronto where they're cold. It's almost horrible to watch. So that's that's why everybody's like, "Yo, the Raptors like it's gonna get hot." And Fred could play, yeah. and uh, with Scotty Barnes, like they have talented guys, exactly. but it's like hit or miss. If they hit, oh, it's good night to the Sixers. If they miss, the Sixers can. Escape this one and get back to Philly and try to, you know, get ready for the second round. So realistically, right? All right. Say you have, you have, say they do have, 
I mean, the, the games that they do have five on, right? You have, you put him on who? Van Bleet? Then you have, I mean, no. you have what? Embiid on Siakam? Who are you putting on Scotty Barnes? Yeah, that's gonna be, so, yeah, but that's too much. And remember, he's a rookie too, so then it's like, it's, he's been playing well, man. I mean, he's been playing well, but yeah. like, like we, like we always say, like this is postseason basketball now. So like yeah. now, the games are under a microscope. So like now, teams have more time to study your film, more time to study your game plan. So oh, you don't like to go left, because when you play in a regular season basketball, like okay, like like team, like now it's like yo, we got time to study to study our opponents. And remember, they play in the same division, so this these teams are familiar with each other. They play yeah. each other four times a year, so mm, yeah. this is gonna be a really good matchup. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to be the one that I think is going to be a, a, a toss up for sure, and we'll get into that like when we talk more about our predictions later. But uh, the next matchup, Denver Golden State. I, I honestly, I mean, it. I'm 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 gonna say this now, and then I'll probably say it again later. But I have the Warriors winning this in five. Uh, I think Jokic is going to get them a game, maybe two, but I don't. Denver's, it's just Jokic and. A bunch of guys, right? Like, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, it, it's just—it just seems like it's, it's just Jokic and everybody else, and then of course it's the Warriors and them being like such a super talented team, and of course them having Steph, who was who is said to be playing Game One, so they'll finally have their healthy team back. Excuse me, their team back minus uh, James Wiseman, but I don't think that's really gonna. Like be a factor of them missing him. I mean, it's it's not like it has mattered anyway. Imagine with Wiseman though, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, with with Wiseman, I, I would say definitely be a, a it might be four. Man, I always say no. I always say I still say five one. Like, it, <laughs> I think they just don't have big enough bodies to stop Jokic. That's the the biggest concern. But at the same time, who's gonna stop like Steph, Clay, even Jordan Poole? He's been balling out, yeah. so it's like it kind of evens out in that sense. Yeah. Okay. Don't get me wrong, guys. I, I like the Warriors, and I agree with a lot of stuff that you guys are saying. But you guys got to also remember, Steph hasn't played in over a month. So the, like, cohesion as far as them playing together hasn't been there. I think Wiseman hasn't played in a regular regular season game all year. Oh, no, he, but so, he's, like, not now, he's not playing. He's not playing at all. Like, he, he's, oh, out he's not the, playing at all. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's, he's out, out for the season. Okay. But so to, no Wiseman. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's see. But, but to that point, um, I don't think – Steph playing, not playing in a month is going to matter as much. But I'll let you finish and then I'll, and I'll go after that. No, that definitely does mean as a shooter, it takes time for you to get that rhythm. Like, if you guys remember, like, when Clay first came back from this, um, from his injury, it took a while for him to start getting back to playing to the Clay that we knew two years ago. Like, a lot of shots that Clay was taking was flat. I think that's going to be with Steph Curry. But then again, Steph Curry is a different type of shooter where if he sees that ball, go through the net it's game over like because he's that consistent and that great at his craft but is he gonna have the legs to compete I think like like, like you guys said like Denver isn't really too challenging of a team because other than Jokic who else DeMarcus Cousins is not DeMarcus Cousins anymore mm-hmm. Will Barton isn't too inconsistent you have no Jabal Murray no Michael Porter Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Aaron Gordon Aaron Gordon Aaron Gordon I mean, unless we see Aaron Gordon from Orlando, I do not want to hear this man. Man, he cost me so much money. <laughs> 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 the parlays was. I, 
I be playing him for 10 points, and then he be getting like five, and then the, and the times I put him under, he goes off for 20 to 30. And I'm like, he's like, he's inconsistent. And, that, and that's the thing with these playoffs. Like, it's a lot of teams that have rosters with inconsistent players. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really up to these inconsistent players to, to show you who's that team. If it's a dangerous team in this playoffs, it's definitely going to state because when they're healthy, we've seen this story before. Like, they, they're the best team in the NBA, but then you have Phoenix and other teams. Like you guys said, Denver can probably pull off two wins because of Jokic, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was a sweep or a gentleman's sweep. Yeah, I would say so. To that, to to uh, to to a couple of things, I don't think one is it's it's different for Clay and stuff, right? Where you have Steph, who's only had about a month off, whereas Clay was off for two years. So I think that's definitely that's. A bit different, and we already saw the the tear that Steph was on earlier in the season, and I think with them, like I said, with everybody being fully healthy, I think that's going to make a difference. I don't think it's all they also are going to need really any time trying to find chemistry because these are dudes that have been playing together for years. You know what I mean? Like they they've been playing together for years. They know how. Each of the, the, the three most important players know how they all play and know how they all want to play. I'd say the only thing would probably be maybe Andrew Wiggins um, and then also the times when Jer- when Jordan Poole is in the game. But I think overall, I think they'll be okay chemistry-wise. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to take Steph that long to find a rhythm. And especially like what you were saying with him having like the legs underneath him, like, yeah, he may have been... I mean, what was it? It was a foot sprain, right? Or was it? Or was it an ankle? Probably foot, but foot ankle. Yeah, all the But uh, so I mean, yes, that is that is that is something to to keep in mind. But I would like to think that Steph would be he he's going to find his rhythm and flow into the into these, and of course with Clay not necessarily looking like Clay of old, but at least shooting somewhat like that you know like i don't think he's i still don't think he's he's clay from two years ago yeah especially defensively but i think like shooting that's gonna that he's still working his way up to being as consistent as he was because i mean he'll have games where he goes off and he has games where they're like really quiet but i think given like given some time like maybe like the second round maybe we'll see him have even more of a rhythm um but yeah, I think solid, solid little gentleman sweep. But on to the next match, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll my, Miami in the eighth seed, which we think is my, which would be what? Maybe Miami and, and Atlanta, or I think is Miami and Atlanta. I also think that. I mean, I, I'm just gonna, I, I think, <laughs> I mean, offensively, Miami is a question mark, but I think defensively, I don't think there's going to be much. My there's going to be. They're going to have too much trouble with Atlanta if they if they make it or Cleveland makes it. I I think whoever makes the eighth whoever gets the eighth seed. Miami is probably just going to I don't want to say blow through, but I don't I that would probably be a snooze. What about what do you guys what do you guys think? Yeah, I feel realistically we don't really have to talk much about a one and eight matchup. Uh, I mean, it's, it should be exciting for the most part, but it's uh, it's not something we expect 
any eighth seed to beat the first seed, especially this year, I feel. Unless like something crazy or injury happens. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with both you guys. No need to even waste time on this because <laughs> if seed beats a one, this is gonna be the greatest upset. Like yeah. this is gonna be better than Virginia losing to yeah. UNBC. Like this would be crazy. What about the uh, what about the We Believe Warriors? It would be crazy as <laughs> or Atlanta, especially if Atlanta was to beat. My, like I told you guys, Atlanta's 26 when it comes to defense efficiency. That means they outplayed them offensively for seven, to, six to seven games. Oh my god, that would be crazy. Yeah, that'd be yeah. My yo, Atlanta would be a party. I, I'd have to, I'd have to go down there. <laughs> I'd have to find a way. I'm gonna have to take a drive. I think it's gonna be lit. Um, okay. Well, the I would say, of course, one of the the highlighted, or I would say, yeah, definitely the t- one of the two highlighted matchups. Brooklyn and Boston. Now I'm gonna try not to be too. I'm not. I'm gonna try not to be biased. And as much as I would love to see the Nets win this series, I think it's going to be a struggle. And the Nets I, have a secret weapon, though. Ben yeah. Simmons, if he comes back, and he's like anything good defensively, like he has been throughout his career. But I think coming back this late. Not really playing a single regular season game, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. Yeah. He comes back in the playoffs, and you know it's pressure. Yeah. And he's gonna. I mean, he would only be asked to play defense. It would and be facilitate. yeah, and, faci- and facilitate. Yes, it would be about fifteen, ten to fifteen minutes a game, maybe. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, and heard a lot of people say, "Well, they're just gonna foul Ben whenever he's in the game." because they're going to test him to see if he's willing to shoot those free throws. Um, I don't think he'll be in the game in, in crunch time. Like, I think it's just going to, it's just going to have to be the KD and Kyrie show. Uh, Boston defensively is going to be, I think offensively is going to be a nightmare for Brooklyn because say you have, say you have KD guard Tatum, right? Then you have Kyrie guard Marcus Smart. So that means you have you have what maybe I would say even or I would say you had what Bruce Brown guarding who was a really Brown. good defender. Yes, I mean yes, he's a good defender now. Like that's not, I'm not this I'm is not, like my man, but, Bruce Brown here. But this isn't a no no. That's my man. Yo, look, man, that is my man, bro. Like if he if he didn't start, I would have him like six men in a year. Like he he's just he's a very important piece to the team. But this is this is in like oh. Uh, I would say in the the best scenario, but chances are you'll have Bruce Brown probably guarding Tatum. I don't know. This it, it's just offensively, I think Boston is going to be a lot for Brooklyn, whose defense is already not that good, is is already terrible. And after watching games and seeing it, and it's just like half, I would say half as defense at times. Maybe they might step it up in playoffs. But I think that's exactly yeah, exactly where I was glad you said that. I was glad. Go ahead. This is the thing with the Brooklyn Nets, right? Mm-hmm. So defense, anybody that knows basketball, defense is effort. It's not really a skill thing unless you're like an elite defender, like your Marcus Smarts and so forth, like your defense players of the year. So defense is effort. Brooklyn, if you really pay attention to Brooklyn and how their roster is constructed, Kyrie didn't play for a lot of the year. KD didn't play for a lot of the year. 
these guys can defend when they want to. And I feel like you guys are going to be – a lot of people are going to be shocked when they see Brentwood play defense. Granted, you did mention Tatum, excellent player. Um, Brown, excellent player. But when you get Ben Simmons back, even though he plays those 15 to 20 minutes, that's your wing defender on um, either Tatum or Brown. So yeah. those two eliminate. That's why I like Brooklyn in seven. I think Brooklyn really? is just too good offensively. Like you have two guys that can go off for 50. Then you have guys that if they give you 12 to 15, if Bruce Brown can give you 12, if Seth can give you 12, if Blake can give you anything, anything. I don't, I don't think Blake. I don't think is. I don't think Blake is even touching. I don't the even floor. think he's, I don't think he's touching the floor. I don't think. Yeah, but I don't. if he can give you something, then you have a guy like DeAndre Jordan. If he can, no, not that. I watched Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. <laughs> if he can give you twelve, that's what I'm saying. It's like this, this is going to be the most important playoffs. Like emphasizing on role players. Like I always mm-hmm. tell people, it's not about your starting five. It's about the guys around your starting five. Yeah. Because if you make it to the postseason, that means you have a great starting five. Literally, your bench and your role players that have to step up. I'm telling you, this postseason, emphasize role players because role players are either going to help you win a championship or kill your dreams of even getting to a championship. So pay attention to Brooklyn's role players. Yeah. It's a good time, but I, 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 And it's tough because our, our bench is very... I don't say flaky, but we can, our, our, it's, uh, man, I'm having a tough time even thinking interesting, bro, because I'm like, there's times where I've, like, been watching, and I will see, like, our bench give us nothing. <laughs> like, as much as I enjoy, as much as I enjoy having Patty Mills in the roster, he has been a little up and down. I'm not going to say a little. He's been, he's been pretty up and down. Like he'll have stretch, he'll have a stretch of games where he's hitting threes and it's great, and then he has stretches where he's just he can't hit a shot. And of course, him being small doesn't help. And I mean, Kessler Edwards is, is great. I mean, he he'll probably be starting, but that's something else. Like as much as as much as I was hope that he can defend somebody, he's still a rookie. We just signed to an actual NBA contract. Like this, this is going to be. Excuse me, I think this will be the one of the, of course, most exciting matchups. But it'll also be the most interesting, and I think there's there's a lot going into this. I don't think this is Brooklyn's year anyway, so I'm a little like, eh. Like if we if 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 the Nets win, great. If the Nets lose, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, we can get into that next matchup, Chicago Milwaukee. Uh, Snooze. Snooze. Yes. Snooze. <laughs> it's gonna be just gonna be honest. Dunking on everybody, MV, what do you think? Snooze fest. Like mm. this is one of this oh my fault, go ahead. No, no, you already you already talking. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I was about to say snooze fest, cause Chicago, great story. Chicago is the New York Knicks of last year. Great story. Chicago being but they can win a game maybe. If lucky, like DeMar DeRozan, great story. I know, no Lonzo, which is going to end up killing them because I don't really think they have a facilitator yeah. to help orchestrate the offense, not to say that would even matter. And another defender. Yeah, another yeah, defender. But you have a guy, like, who's going to stop Giannis? Like, that's what it comes down <laughs> to. Who's stopping Giannis? Patrick Williams? No. Nobody. Vucevic? No. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Yo, dude. Orlando is cursed. Because think about it. Aaron Gordon left, Lucevich left, and they haven't played the same. No, they Don't haven't. go to Orlando. <laughs> don't go to Orlando. Don't get jacked up Orlando. Yo, no, I don't know, man. Friends, Friends Wagner? He's been, he been looking pretty good, man. Like, he, 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 he deserves a nod in the, uh, in the Rookie of the Year conversation he did. Uh, Envy? Uh, Chicago Bulls, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see this going anywhere. I think it's going to be interesting because, like I said, the storyline behind, like, the regular season. But other than that, uh, you know, I think we all know who's going to come out on top. But I'll save that for the predictions when we give, like, the games and stuff. Yeah. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be Giannis. Yo, remember, remember. It the, is uh, nice to see the Bucks versus uh, Bulls again, though, because that was like, remember when Derrick Rose was there? Oh yeah. People, people were like cheering in Milwaukee for the the Bulls. So. Yeah. And then he and then he hurt his. Then he, yes. He hurt himself. Yeah, blame Thibodeau. Blame Thibodeau for for playing. But, uh, yeah, it, 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 no one's gonna be able to stop Giannis. Remember the MVP chance that DeRozan was getting. You know, just say, just just saying, all that disappeared. You know, as time goes on, people were like, "No, man, he's he he's definitely the he's definitely one of the front runners." I'm like, "Y'all are drinking the the DeRozan cool. I think he's a great player, but MVP, let's slow down a little bit." And sure enough, that that fell off a, a while ago, and instead, people started saying Devin Booker. And speaking of, <laughs> last matchup would be Phoenix Suns. And the winner of New Orleans of Pelicans Clippers, and I have Phoenix washing whoever yes, they play. Same. Straight, straight. None off. of those teams stand a chance. None of them teams stand a chance. Clippers, no. Maybe Clippers could get one, but if it's the Pelicans, we don't even have to watch that series. They don't even have to play it. Just move, move the Suns on to the next round. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> I mean, I might, I might tune in the game. I'm not gonna lie, just to see how, just to see how Bro, dominant. No, 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 no. I want to. I want to. I'd watch man. one game. I'd watch one game just to see how dominant Phoenix looks. Like, if it's really one of those things where it's like, yo, this is really like an NBA team versus, and, and they make like the Pelicans or the Clippers look like a like a G League team. Then I, I, <laughs> I, that's all I need to see. But if I actually see something that maybe they're making it competitive, I might tune in a little bit more. Like the basketball fan in me will be like, "Oh, I'm not doing much. It's ten o'clock. The the Suns are playing. Okay, cool. I might tune in." You know, I'm gonna but, tell you how this game is gonna go. So game one is always the most exciting game in the first half because yeah. you have a team on eighth seed. Oh, we made it to the postseason. Then it's like the NCAA tournament where, like, second half clicks in and then it's blowout game one, two, three, four. Easy sweep with the, with, with, with the Suns. I think who, Clippers or um, Pelicans come into this series, they're going to make it competitive for maybe the first 12, 24 minutes. And after that, all she wrote. It'll be, be a smooth sweep. Now, we kind of, or at least kind of hinted at it a little earlier, but the... The teams that you think have the most pressure, right? Now, I'm going to give you guys a minute to, like, think about it because I, I feel like I already have – unless you guys already have who you think. I, I think I kind of talked about my matchups. If you want to expand on a little more, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I said about the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. Okay. And that, you said – You know, Luke, Mavs haven't really been out the first round since Luka got there. Same thing with the Utah Jazz. They've been out the first round, but – there's like rumors that Donovan Mitchell isn't going to be there anymore. So just to reiterate on that point, I feel 
the Mavericks and the Jazz are pretty pressured. And if we go to the Eastern Conference, I would say the Celtics. Really? Just okay. because uh, Jason Tatum, you know, if he wants to be one of like the top guys, mm-hmm. he has to go through hypothetically KD, Kyrie, Giannis, and then in the Eastern Conference Finals, if they even get there, Harden, Embiid, or Jimmy Butler. So, yeah, that's a tough road. Yes, I feel the Celtics have a lot of pressure uh, in the East, and then the two teams I mentioned in the West. That's different. I didn't. I didn't think about that. I was. I wasn't on. I was not thinking Boston at all. And I'm like, but yeah, I can see that. Like, like yeah, this will be the they're time. The two seed, and right now they're not really the favorites to win. No. I feel by like majority of people. Majority of people have most likely the Nets because the Celtics are hurt. They don't have Robert Williams. He was like the the big defensive anchor. Mm. So who knows if that's going to play a huge part considering the Nets themselves don't have amazing uh, big men. So. It is it is a big blow for the Celtics though. I've actually been seeing or hearing, I should say, that Robert Williams might be back this series. So, just something to keep an eye out on. It'd be interesting if he does. Yeah. I thought he was done. I have uh really no, nah, they said he might be they said at the if the Celtics were to make it to the second round, that's what like the time that he was they were aiming for him to come back. But I've been seeing reports as of lately, just like with Ben Simmons might possibly coming back either game four or five or six, that Robert Williams might be on the same kind of timeline. Uh, if not, then he would definitely be there the second round if they were to make it to the second round. Uh, I would say I my the teams I think have the most pressure. I would say the the Jazz definitely because from them going to from them being the best team last year, then getting bounced out in the second round by a Kawhi-less Clippers team, and then this year with all the rumors of you know Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert not liking each other, and then their role players not being as good, and the you know Donovan Mitchell might leave, and then what happens to the team? Quinn Snyder uh, might be leaving, so then it's like this this team. It's like if they I don't think they'll make the the finals, but they have to at least get out of the. They at least have to make the Western Conference Finals in order for, like, for I would say in order for that team to avoid being blown up. And they're and, not though. Yeah, they like might I don't not even make it out the first round. <laughs> yeah, like I, it's, I, I think that team has a lot of of pressure to perform, and if they don't, then it's like, because it's it's. Say they don't, then you get to the all season, and you're like, okay, who do we move? Do we trade Mitchell or do we trade Gobert? And then at that point, it's like if we trade one, we might as well trade the other. Like if if you trade, if if say if Donovan Mitchell leaves by in some in some way, you're gonna have to trade Gobert. You're not gonna keep Gobert on that team. Like the way they the way that roster is constructed, you're not gonna keep him. So then you gotta move him too, or vice versa. Then it's like, who are you bringing in? That's going to replace Gobert and give you some, at least a close level to that kind of defense. Julius Randle. You really? I just want to. Really? I was like, really? Yeah, I was like, wait, really? I'm just trying to move Julius Randle. Yeah, no, you just, you just want you just want Gobert on the Knicks. Is that what it is? No, I, I want Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, you might get that wish. I already got Mitchell Robinson. And, and go, well, I'll be another setting. Yeah, hey, you can get a bigger. You can get. A, you can always upgrade. 
If you if you can agree, you agree. Um, nah. I'd say uh, another team that I think has a lot of pressure on them. Uh, I'd say the Suns. I'd say the Suns are the Suns are next. Uh, just from them being the best team, them making it to the Western. I mean, them making it to the finals last year. Uh, them losing in six. Weren't they up two? Like at the beginning of that series, they were up. And then just you know now it's like they are expected, like everybody expects them to be in the finals this year between them and and, and Golden State, I'd say because I mean as as scary as Memphis can be, when it comes to playing one of those two teams, I think they might just fold. But they have a lot of pressure going into this. Like people are expecting like a ti- a, a title out of this. Like they have been the most dominant team. They have been the best team this year by far. Chris Paul ain't getting any younger. Uh, I think DeAndre DeAndre Ayton is still playing for a new contract. Like they have a this team has a lot and not a lot to prove, but this team has something to prove. And them winning, like this is one of those teams where it's it's, it's really championship or bust, you know. And I think with that next team, and I'm only just gonna give three, but I think Philly, of course, is obviously one of the teams under the most pressure for sure. Prime MVP caliber year we're getting from Embiid, and for them to have potential to get bounced out of the second round, we're already talking about them maybe getting bounced out of the first round. So them not making it to either the conference finals or the finals would be crazy. It's like who do you blame after that? You know, like who who is it fall on? Is it fall on Doc? Is it gonna fall on Harden? Like, is it going to fall on Mori for, for making this trade and thinking something was going to happen? Like, him trying to basically, like, Masai Ujiri this thing? I, 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 don't, I don't know. But I, I think anything short of an of a Eastern Conference Finals appearance is, is going to be really bad for that team. And you got James Harden wanting a new contract, too. 200-plus million, million, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I think those three are probably like the big the teams I think have the have the most pressure on and in that order. But yeah, I would say since you took the seventy sixers, no, you can still say them. No, for, you can still say them say, for your own reasons, bro. You can you can still say them for your own reasons, bro. <laughs> so I'm gonna say the Sixers in the Eastern Conference because a lot of the reasons that you said, like you're Daryl Moore, you make a trade for James Harden, you have to win the title, like. The city of Philadelphia was extremely hyped. Like they, they almost threw a parade when the trade happened. Like mm-hmm. now the pressure's on them because, like everybody's saying, like you're, pre- everybody's thinking you're going to lose to Toronto. So if you don't show up this postseason. Even I think they're safe if they make it to the Houston. They yeah. lose to a Milwaukee team, then okay, cool. Like <laughs> nobody could be mad at that. So James Harden's a lot of pressure on James Harden because anywhere James Harden has gone, he hasn't played well in the postseason. OKC, this first postseason run. How do you guys speak up? Well, when they went to the championship and played Miami, he was not—he was a non-factor. And then Houston, non-factor. And now he's in Philadelphia. Well, last year he was a non-factor. So James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers—they're—they're they're under the most pressure this postseason. And then if I had to go to the Western Conference, I would say the Memphis Grizzlies. Really? Because their first round, their first round matchup isn't going to be a cakewalk. You have a Minnesota team that's playing with house money, as they like to call it, like a team where you have a guy in Patrick Beverly. If he frustrates Ja Morant, granted, Memphis has played extremely well without Ja, so it's not saying a lot. But 
This is a team that still has Carl Anthony Towns that can easily get you a double-double. D'Angelo Russell, if he plays consistently the way he played in that playing game, Minnesota's a dangerous out. Granted, I still think Memphis will win, but I think Memphis has pressure because they're, they could take that next step as an elite team in the in, in the in the entire NBA, not the Western Conference. I think they're already there for the Western Conference. And then I would say Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was going to ask a question. But go. I would. Yeah, let's say Phoenix would be my third team because of Chris Paul and just they took that step to the final. Like you're the number one seed, you dominated your regular season. Can you take that next step and win a title? Because now Golden State. It's in your way. It's literally go to state. So, mm-hmm. so those would be my three teams. Would you? It was like. Would you say? And it kind of sounds similar to like what Envy was saying with like Boston, where it's like, yo, to take that next step, like you, there's a there's a lot of pressure now, like especially as good as Memphis has been, for them to perform. You know, I mean, I like I don't see them. I, I would see them like making. I would look at them the same way I looked at the Hawks last year if they made it to, like, the Western Conference Finals. I'd be like, all right, well, like, okay. I didn't think you guys would get this far. Like, I, I figured you guys would, of course, make it out the first round. Second round would, would probably be the most wild matchup because they would play who? This, they would play the Warriors, right? Second round? So, then it's, like, man. I mean, as far as those two, I'd say Boston, Boston over Memphis. But I, I can see Memphis having some pressure on them. That's interesting. I, I haven't heard anybody really say Memphis has pressure on them. I thought they were just, it's like they're just like the young, like, like, hungry group, like, I don't say younger, but like, like rambunctious, I'm going to use the word, like, just group of kids that are just like, they but just want to hoop. Expectations now. They have expectations now. Expectations for responsibility, like, yeah. you're not that young team anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you're one of the top teams in the Western Conference. You can ask that they don't they they didn't get the baby give give another team like y'all I know like well now especially when you have guys like y'all that's talking hella shit you gotta perform yeah. you gotta one in the you want all the smoke climbing up the chimney or you gotta back that up like now it's the postseason now you gotta bet this ain't the regular season like guys are gonna come at your neck now like you playing every other night or back to I don't want to take that back but every other night well you gotta be ready. Yeah, yeah. People are expect, like you said. There's expectations now. People are, are expecting things from you. So we already we talked about the teams with the most pressure, right? So who who are who is a player or who are some players that you think have the most pressure? I I, I can easily say James Harden, even though he's been saying this, and I don't believe the I don't believe it. But he's been saying, like, there's no pressure. There's, like, I'm just going to go out there and hoop. Like, I don't have anything to prove. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, bro, you soaked your way out of two teams, off of two teams, back-to-back years. So, yeah, <clears throat> now you got what you wanted. Harden is that guy. In yeah. terms of, like, who has the most pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned earlier the Celtics, and I guess in this case, Jason Tatum as well. But James Harden, by far, the player with the most pressure to perform. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought I agree with you guys with James Harden. Oh, you gonna speak up again? People with Steph Curry. I'm gonna go outside the box. Steph Curry. All right, that's interesting. Okay. Okay, okay you gotta explain that one. He needs to win a final MVP. Like he has the most pressure in trying to get that final because that's I think that's what he's missing on his resume. Like, he's an Olympic champion. He's an NBA champion. 
the MVP, regular season MVP. I think he just did that kind of MVP. Yeah. And he has nothing else to prove to anybody else once he gets that. I mean, he has no, nothing else to prove. Period. He has a career, but I don't MVP pushing that cherry on. Yeah, if he gets, if he were to get that, it would be there'd be no question. You, you, he, he, at that point, he's he's really undeniable. Like he is, he is undeniable. Uh, okay, that's a, that's an interesting take, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of like who, like who else would I would I see? Uh, I could say uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I think, is someone else who has a lot of pressure on them. Being, I mean. Would you say the Suns are? I mean, I would. Of course, I, I want to say it's Devin Booker's team, but I think Chris Paul is the thing that pushes them over. I agree. And, He's the end zone. Yeah, and, and Devin it, Booker will be the transition. Yeah, and it's like, yo, you are you getting older? You know what I mean? You who knows? I mean, I think I like to think that he's great. He's aging gracefully than a, a more gracefully than a lot of other people like Westbrook, right? But um, I think. He's like I said. He's not getting. He's not getting any younger. This is a very small window. Like there's a. This is his window to win a chip. He is on a really great team, the best team in the NBA this year, with a lot of expectations. Like there, there's there's pressure on him to win. Like I'm not saying like he has to he has to go crazy, but for them to for he has to do something. Like I would say like in the same sense like how you were saying with Steph winning a Finals MVP. Like we 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 already know, Chris Paul is a is a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? But I think him getting that chip would be the like the cherry on top. That would be the thing that makes him like undeniable as far as you know the the player that he is, the point guard that he is, the the genius, the basketball genius that he is. Like I think that that would definitely push him up the ladder as far as being like one of those like top top players of all time you know anyway no look at that you made look that was perfect well perfectly said like can't get no better than what you said with football like, mm-hmm. that's literally what he means because he's aged gracefully Mm-hmm. Because he's he's the traditional point guard, but like like Westbrook, a lot of guys like like Griffin, Jordan, those athletic guys, he's graceful. Because you don't have to you have to change your game completely. Where Chris Paul didn't have to change anything. Mm-hmm. He was fast, but when he wasn't as fast, he was still able to dictate pace and facility. I mean, the jumper to his game kind of helped him a little bit more. He was somebody. He's somebody that could play at forty. Like, yeah, like, that's how his game is. Like, other guys like Westbrook are going to be out the league. Like, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Westbrook was out the league in the next four or five years. Yeah, because his game doesn't. His game isn't. His game is predicated on athleticism. I think the only guy to completely do a three sixty is Derrick Rose, but Derrick Rose didn't play for like this year because of so injuries. Yeah. I just say, just watch out for Westbrook. Can I throw out another name that I think has some pressure too? I would, I think, to Envy's point earlier, I think Luca has, has some pressure on him too. I mean, as far it's as, hurt. yeah, but I mean, I mean, yeah, but I think in the in the the sense of like, yo, you got to get out of the first round. Like, yeah. and it sucks. It sucks that he that he got injured literally like at the last minute. 
but I think with that, there and I mean maybe that takes a little bit of pressure off of him because he's injured. But I, I can still see like there being like not too much pressure taken off of him, but still of like this team and him needing to get out of the first round because it's like you've been you've made it to the playoffs his 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 first few years in the league. And for him to still not have at least made it out of the first round. And that, to his, I mean, I'm going to say to his defense, like the team that they've surrounded him with hasn't really been great. But if he is supposed to be as great as he is and as great as he has been, for him to not be able to somehow carry that team, which has, like, hasn't been too bad because they could have beat, because they could have beat that Clippers team both years, you know? What it should have But wait, so go ahead. Shoulda, woulda, shoulda. Don't matter. Like you did, yeah. you did beat them. I hate when people be like, "Oh, they shoulda." They yeah. did it. Like, no, and I would say they shoulda, but they coulda. Like they could, they coulda beaten those teams. And it, like I said, man, you you you're supposed to be this like generational talent. This this like you're supposed to be like the next up kind of guy, and you got to make it out of the first round. Like you you got <laughs> you got to find some way, man. Now, luckily with this, I think this is the better opportunity for him to do so like it just sucks that he's injured but i think even if he comes back and he's like 80 percent of himself i think the mavs win but uh, i i would say those are those are the players i think man I, I think those are the ones that have that have some have a lot of pressure going on going into these playoffs uh with that man i guess we can just wrap up with our predictions and you know if there's east any, or west first uh we can go let's start east Okay, that's we should do it in order this time instead of jumping around like we did. Yeah, no, no, no. So I was looking at the schedule. My bad. I was looking at the schedule as as far as like what team, I mean, the the different matchups. But yes, we'll go in order. So first, Miami, Cleveland, or Miami, eighth. Let's just say Miami eighth seed, right? I have Miami in if if it's Cleveland, I have Miami in four. If it's Atlanta, I have Miami in I want to say six. Trey, I think, is good enough to get you one, maybe two games. I agree. If it's the Hawks, I have it six. And if it's Cleveland, I have it five. Oh, I, honestly, I, I don't think the Cavs are that great. No. Like, I think they were just like the Bulls. They were really hot at the early stages, but then kind of fell off. Mm -hmm. And I think the Cavs fall off was way more because they're younger than the Bulls and they don't have like a guy like DeRozan just yet. Mm -hmm. You know, they're potential players and in the coming years, uh, they'll get better. And it'll be interesting to see, like, if Colin Sexton is there next year and how different the team would look if he was there and if he was healthy playing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, think Dar uh, so you think Darius Garland is going to get them a game? Dar the, the combination? So. The, yeah. Yeah. the three bigs? Mm -hmm. Darius Garland? I think that's that's good enough for one at least. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, man? Miami, if they play Atlanta, I see five Cleveland's week. All right. Next, uh, Philly, Sixers, Sixers and Raptors. I, it can go either way. I want to say I have Philly in seven. Maybe, maybe Philly in seven. If the Raptors can steal a home game, or, and I steal a homie, but if they can steal an away game, then I got. I, I want to say I got Raptors in six, but 
I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Sixers in, in seven. I'm gonna go with Sixers in six. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think, like, you need you need superstars or like stars to win mm-hmm. in in the playoffs. And yes, you have an All Star and Fred Van Vliet, but I and think the, the the Raptors was he an All Star this year? Not this year, but he was an All Star last year. I, I think I think the Raptors are just a well rounded team, and they need like another player to like bolster them ahead of others but yeah i have sixers and six just because the raptors are a good team they've always been a great regular season team mm-hmm. and i think that's just like the culture they built there like they don't need a star player but when it comes to the playoffs you need that star player yeah you think they ended up before case on tags and do you think they've ended up right where they were before Kawhi came where it was like they're just missing that one superstar yes, yes <laughs> they just went back to the same spot before the Kawhi got there that's not bad that's not bad to be in that position because it's like they know at least like yo we get that whoever except, it is yeah except a little worse because I don't think they have a player like Kyle Lowry or yeah. DeRozan I mean no. Fred Van Vliet is doing great but like yeah. in terms of just like star potential yeah like I don't think Fred Van Vliet is going to get any better than he is right now but they definitely have great players. It's just not that one star. Okay, gotcha. Son, what about you, man? What you got with these? I'm going to go Sixers and six. I say Sixers lose game one. And then it scares them, and they just handle their business in Toronto. Okay. This is all. Don't think game one, the rest scares them. You What's don't that? want to, like you said, you don't, you don't want them to still one in Philadelphia. I think they still game one. And party comes alert and we should play weeks up okay yeah, that'll be that'll be the thing whoever is able to steal in a way game i think is going to get it uh for, um, or and if not if whoever is able to steal in a way game is going i think will win the series unless nobody does and then i think it'll just be philly but okay now uh celtics nets the the optimist in me wants to say brooklyn in seven but the 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 realistic part of me wants to say Boston in seven. <laughs> I bought yeah. I'm I'm gonna say. Damn, damn. You know I got faith in my team, man. Brooklyn, yo, Brooklyn, yo, Nets in seven. You didn't say that with a lot of conviction. No, yeah, yo, I I, I didn't, but <laughs> I'm going for it, man. I don't care. I'll go for it. If I look like an idiot, I look like an idiot, but. I, to my defense, if the Celtics do win, I'm not surprised. But I got Nets in seven. I have the Nets in seven as well. Okay. All right. Why? why? I think I think the Ben Simmons thing, if he comes back, that throws a wrench into it. And I don't think he's going to be, like, ready for round one. He'll be more ready for round two, I feel. Because a whole year without actually playing, it's going to cause some problems but yeah I, I think the Celtics need to win more than the, the Nets but I think the, the public believes the Nets got healthy at the right time Kyrie can play any game now so people are wanting the Nets to win it looks like the Nets are going to win and I think just star power you know you don't want to just always look at star power but KD Kyrie that's, that's really difficult to handle Mm-hmm. And that's why I have the Nets in seven. Okay. Suspected. All right. 
K-Sign, man, what, what about you, bro? Nets and six. Oh, okay. Nets and six. Why Why six? They're, they, they're just a better team. I mean, I know everybody. Austin is good. And Jason Tatum this and Jalen Brown that. I just think you have KD and Guy Reedler. You have two of the top 10 players in the league. And then the role players show up. I think Ben Simmons comes in and defends one of the bosses' wings. I just think they're they're gonna find a way to to, to get this in six, yeah. seven realistically. But I'm from Brooklyn, so we gotta represent six. We gotta see both statements. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, I figured one of y'all might say Boston, but okay. Um. All right. Now we on to the West. We already we already said it before, but I'm gonna say it again. I have Phoenix versus whoever is in the West. I mean, whoever is in that eight seed, I have Phoenix in four. I have, I have Phoenix in four. Wait. Did we skip the Bucks and Bulls? Yo, we did. Oh, I'm tripping. Oh my god. Oh wow. Oh my goodness. Yo, respect. I. Yo, I'm so. Yo, that is, <laughs> sleep. That's how much yo, he care. yo, Bucks and four. The <laughs> Bucks and four, man. I, I'm not even. As much as I believe in DeRozan being a great player, I got Bucks and four. I, there's nothing. There's nothing they'll be able to do against Giannis. There's. There's nothing. I, I, I think the Bulls can still win. I have Bucks and five. Same here. Bucks and five. I think Bulls still won at home. At home? Oh, okay. Like at like, like no, their home. home. Okay. It's <laughs> like wait. Like, oh, I had to clarify that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yo. See. Look. I'm. I, look. That already shows you. I'm sleeping through that series. That now. If there's a, I, I would much rather watch Phoenix in the eighth seed versus Milwaukee in Chicago. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't. Nah, you, I, you, uh, yo. I'm. Yo. I'm gonna turn on the game. I'm gonna see Giannis dunk on Patrick Williams or Vucevic, and I'm gonna. All right. That's all I need to see. <laughs> that's, that's all I need to see. Um, okay, now we go back to, to the to the West. So, what do you guys think? I mean, uh, Suns Clippers or Suns eight seed? Yeah, I Suns see, Suns Suns versus I see Clippers being able to beat the Suns like one game, but ultimately it's like a game five type situation. You know, okay. Suns easily moving to on whoever they fight, whoever they face against. Who was their go-to if Paul George isn't there? Like if as if uh, my bad, my, my bad, my bad. That's if they make it to the AFC, you know. Because I think then Paul George would be back by then. And if Paul George is back by then, yeah. then yes, they've, I have the winning at least playing, a game like, or two. I have at least they've two. Been playing a lot of like role players, heavy minutes. Like uh, what's his name, Amir Coffee. He's been getting minutes. Terrence Mann didn't really like blow up like people expected him to be, but he's still decent they still rely on nick batum uh the morris twin so like they oh robert covington did robert Powell? covington give him like 40 the other day like 40 something yeah. the other day. <laughs> like they got they got some decent role players enough to win at least one yeah i'd say two actually I'm a, I'm a, if it's the clippers i say sons and six if it's the pelicans sons and four so we we're definitely thinking differently sweep whoever it is <laughs> so even with pg even with PG. PG, PG had a moment the other night where he was shooting these threes, and I'm like, stop shooting them. Eventually, they started falling, but he was missing some threes. And I'm like, yo, stop. Like, they're not falling. Stop. Attack the cup. So, I like the Suns in four, whoever they play. Okay. Next, we have uh, Dallas and Utah. If Luke, like I said, if Luca plays at the, at the if he misses the first two and plays the next four 
Then I have, or the next, if he, play, if he misses the first two and plays the next five, I have the Mavs in seven. I don't think those two games without Luka, they're going to win. If, if Luka doesn't, if he misses game one, I don't think they're going to win. But if he misses game two, I think the same thing. I think it's until Luka is on the court, the Mavs are just going to lose. Yes, I agree. I have the Mavs in seven, but this could go either way. I feel, especially with the Luka injury. I, I I just think the Mavericks need to win more, so that's why I have them. Mm-hmm. It, it could honestly go either way, like I said. But I think this is going to be the, the best round in the the West, mm-hmm. at least for the first round. Okay. I think the Jets is in five. Whoa. Regardless if Luka plays. If Luka plays, he's not 100%. The calf injury is a very tricky injury. That's the injury that made KD towards Philly. Mm-hmm. So you have to be extremely... Obviously, if you're the Mavs, do you risk your future for a four-five matchup, or do you just sit them up for the postseason and just take it out? I mean, either or, none of these teams are going to the Western Conference Finals anyway. So even if the Jazz do win this, they're going to get eliminated in the second round anyway. But I like the Jazz in five, potentially four, but I'm going to say five because I think the Mavs have talent to get one at in, in Dallas. That is a good point. That is definitely a good point of like, yo, do you? Do you risk your future and possibly miss a, a year of Luka just to get bounced out of the second round? Because you're going to – because you win and then your your prize is playing Phoenix. Like, that, yeah, that's, what you, that's what you get. Yeah. It's the business part of the game. Like, do, do, you, do you mortgage your future for a potential second round loss anyway where you could just take your loss now? Get ready for the regular season. Luka gets a full year of recovery, and then you come back and try to do it again. I think yeah, you, if Utah long. loses, like you guys with that project, like Utah loses, then you got to blow up the roster because yeah, like, it's been like six years of yeah. mediocrity. Like you're just yeah. in purgatory. Like you're not getting yeah. better. You're not getting worse. So blow blow it up. And I mean, I'm not trying to get too much off subject, but Utah is one of those franchises where no, it's hard to win. It's it's hard to win there. It's a small market team. Utah, like no, who wants to live in Utah? You twenty nine. Hey, they said the same thing about Milwaukee, but I mean, I feel like once you get that, that once you get that superstar that wants to stay there, then yes, none yeah. of these guys. Yeah, no one wants to. No one really wants to be. In, everyone wants to be in the big markets, uh, playing with with better players. And the way this roster is constructed is kind of like you got to go above and beyond to even maybe recruit people or get trades. Like I don't think, and, and this is. To like, I want to say like Milwaukee's credit, or credit, but I don't think Drew Holiday willingly signs to Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Like I don't think he's like, oh hey, I see this team, I'm gonna go here. Like I think that trade had to happen, and now he's like, oh well, we're winning here. I've already won here, so now I'm gonna stay. But if like something like that would have to happen to the Jazz, and they don't have anybody to trade or anything to really trade. Um, yeah, and Trade like they leave, like it's not like they're in favor. Like, they found the con- back contract there from the net. No, he was traded from the yeah. net to Utah. Left his <laughs> contract. Those guys yeah. don't want to stay there. It's, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. Like I think relocation for Utah is probably going to have to be. I mean, they're a historic franchise, so I don't. Yeah, really and then relocating, but realistically, on a business standpoint, or if you want to win a championship, probably relocation is your best bet. Yeah, go somewhere fun. Okay, so now we have a. Uh... Warriors Nuggets. I have Warriors in five. 
Maybe six. I have Warriors in five, though. I think Jokic will get the one game, but I think the Warriors have too much talent. Too, you have winner. You have champions on that team. They're, they they know what they're doing. I, I think it's going to be as, as great as Jokic is. Gentlemen sweep. I think uh, the Warriors win in six. That's what I feel. I like. I think Jokic is like one of the front runners for MVP. I don't think the Warriors have anybody in particular that can stop them. Draymond Green, a six-six power forward, is going to be. You know, they're probably going to be doing the death lineup with like Curry, Poole, Wiggins, Clay, and Draymond. But that's really small in comparison. So uh, it's going to be, you know, small versus height. And we'll see if reigning threes ultimately does it. Because no Jamal Murray, no Michael Porter. It's, you know, it would be a different story, I feel, if yeah. the, the Nuggets were healthy. But that's not the case. Yeah, they'd be a higher seed, too. Yes. <laughs> they would definitely be. But Okay, so, you, so once again, though, you have the... Warriors and six. Okay. Yeah, Warriors and six. I think if they were if the Warriors were healthy, I'd probably pick them in five before. But I like he's definitely gonna get a couple games where could have lost. But I mean, who's gonna stop him? Control that man. But I think too much Steph Curry. I think that death lineup is gonna end up killing the Nuggets. If the Nuggets were healthy, like they were right to they probably be a hundred feet. So like. Yeah. They'd be able to go shot for shot with them, but the way this team is looking right now, there's not going to be, like, you got Jokic scoring and maybe trying to get people in position, but, like, Golden State's going to be too much. And then lastly, lastly, we have Memphis and Minnesota. (laughs) I have, damn. It's like, do I think this is going to go seven? I think. I want to say maybe Memphis in six. I'll say Memphis in five. I think you're giving the Timberwolves a little too much credit. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. They're really (laughs) good. They're really good. Like, you know, potentially. Yo, uh, post-All-Star break, they were great. Anthony Edwards, Towns. I just think the Memphis Grizzlies are deeper, (laughs) uh, more defensive-minded. And they're going to give Edwards, Russell, and Towns a lot of trouble. I feel the Grizzlies are just the better team. I do think the Timberwolves can steal one, but I have the Grizzlies like in five. Okay. Got Memphis in four. Oh, a sweep. Sweep. The Timberwolves are retarded. They're the <laughs> most retardedest team. Like the, the, the way Whoa. they play, they play, they play like they play on a playground. Like there's no structure offensive. I don't know if you guys noticed. It's like. Before TNT said this, I was watching the game. I was talking to my girl. Like, they play, they play dumb. Like, you're Carl Anthony Towns. Why do you have four fouls in the first half? Like, yeah. let alone offensive coach. fouls. Let alone offensive fouls, man. I was like, Anthony Edwards is a great story, but he's still young. D'Angelo Russell is too inconsistent for me. Pat Bev is a pest. He's gonna, he's gonna make gonna make something happen in the series, but I just think overall Memphis is too talented. Like this is a team that plays extremely well without Ja and then when they get Ja they're on a different level. Like Ja is just he's like an athletic like a crazy athletic AI. So I think Ja, Jerry Jackson and them boys sweep them in four. I think Memphis makes it interesting. I think these games are gonna be close. 
I think Memphis is just a better team. Yeah, this is. Hey, man. Like I said at the beginning, this is the, this is the one year where I've seen so much, like, and I'm gonna keep using parody, but like just so much going on, and like this is exciting. Like this is this is definitely exciting. I wish it was a little bit more. I think next year definitely be a lot more uh, interesting than this year with everyone coming back. But even the way this is right now, it's still like it's crazy, especially on the especially in the East. Like you got four teams that could, five teams that I could say. Let me see, one, but two, three. That's for the three, next episode. Five. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Okay. Um, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. I'd like to thank you two gentlemen for joining me. I, I always love talking basketball with you guys, man. Some of the few people that I know who actually like talk unopinionated. I mean, I still having opinions, but like. Not completely opinionated. Bias. Yes. Bias. There you go. Right, there you go. No, because some people be like, man, like, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe bias is the word I was looking for. <laughs> so like, people just like, no, no man, I, he's just better, like, whatever. And it's like, bro, you're not looking at nothing. Like, you're not looking at numbers, statistics. Yeah. You're just a fan of the team. And it's okay to be a fan. Because I'm a Knicks fan, but I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you. And a Giants fan, I'll be the first to tell you these both teams. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's why I was trying to be realistic about the Nets. Like, man, like, as much as I think they'll, as much as I would hope that they'll win, if they lose, I wouldn't be surprised, man, because it's just, it's just, this, this year has been too chaotic. It's just been too all over the, too all over the place, too chaotic. And everything has just kind of gone downhill. And then you got, it's just so much. But, uh, yeah, uh, would you like to, would you two like to, you know, tell the people where they can find you for? You can find me at MVers anywhere, E N V Y E R Z. Uh, you know, watch the NBA YouTuber. Watch. Now, now doing Twitch, talking about music and talking about life. Yeah, and he be dropping gems, man. He be actually dropping, especially on YouTube, man. He's got a couple. He's got a couple videos on there. I've, I've gotten some nice takeaways from, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Case, what about you, man? Plug your podcast. Tell them your socials, all of that. Oh. Phase One Sports Podcast. You can listen to it anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all over the place. Uh, NKV Trust is where you can find me on the socials. That's I N K A Y underscore We Trust. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I need to get more into Twitch, but I'm gonna try to get that. Kai, you gonna teach me that, man? So yeah, that's where you can find me at. Yeah, I can teach you a little bit, but my man Envy is probably a better resource. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, like I said, I'd like to thank you all for watching. We're definitely going to be doing, or I will be doing a lot more of this. This has been fun. I love talking basketball. And, yeah, man, stay tuned. You in round two. Yes, and yes, we will definitely be back for round two.